Uh, this guy is called the Standing Streamer. Wrestling with regret, and you're watching putting you over. Look at that. Look at that. Hello, everybody. Welcome. This is putting you over. And <clears throat> I just popped into the microphone. This is putting you over. And I am the standing streamer. And in about five minutes or so, give or take, we're gonna have Kyle Kingsley, independent wrestler. Uh going above and beyond his duty tonight to put himself over um, because he'll be in um, five hours difference. Five hours difference over there in the UK. Um, We have, uh, I have a Discord putting you over, discord.io putting you over. Uh, If you go in there and join and, uh, you know, you're listening to the show, and you find you you want to ask a question to Kyle tonight or to Jimmy Corderas, uh, who we'll have on a little later, then uh, get yourself into the voice chat called On the Line. I'll see you in there. I'll pull you in, and then you're good to go to communicate back and forth. We've done it before. All right. Let uh, me give Kyle a call. <clears throat> check, 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 check. Good. Look at that. You do look like Daniel Bryan. Oh, mate. I look like a mess right now. You do. Uh, first and foremost... <laughs> Uh, thank you for going. Can you hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly fine, mate. Awesome. Excellent. Thanks uh, for going above and beyond tonight. Uh, you know, we got the five-hour difference. I didn't realize that in the UK, your guys' clocks change again. And now they're in, it's usually four. I'm a big soccer fan, so I yeah. know the four-hour difference. And uh, I guess fan's not the right word, supporter. And it's usually a four-hour difference, so I was shocked to to hear that. So I greatly appreciate you being on tonight with us. It was literally like last weekend, so I'd not even thought about it. I was literally like, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, and by the way, you can't – I don't know if I told you this. You can't see my camera because I'm using it for the Twitch stream, but, you know, sacrifices, I guess, you know. Anyways – it is WrestleMania weekend, you know, and yeah. I think for a lot of independent wrestlers, they're not as excited as maybe they would be normally for WrestleMania weekend. Uh, were your plans halted? Did you have something in line for this weekend? Um, 
I mean, I got a couple of like British wrestling shows that I was supposed to be doing this weekend, but obviously with everything going on, yeah, shut down, yeah, uh, shut down and what have you. So, um, yeah, I was, I was kind of planning doing a bit of wrestling, watching Mania, kind of the usual plan, kind of chill out with some other wrestler friends and watch WrestleMania or with my dad or whatever and watch it. It's just one of those where it's kind of... I still get to see WrestleMania, but it's just not the same, it's is a, it? It's not I, the same, right? It's 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 going to be unique. It's going to be different. But I do... Like, there was a time recently where I felt really hyped and I was getting into WrestleMania even though they were going to still go through it. And then it started to hit me. And it started to hit me really when they started replaying the old ones on ESPN. You just see the pop from the crowd and you're like, well, we're not getting that this year. And I don't know what it's going to be like. I, if I'm honest with you, I feel, I'm not sure on all of the matches, but the triple threat ladder match. Yes. Tag one. Yep. I feel bad, like so bad for them because they've got to put themselves through like all those ladder bumps and all this sort of thing for no reaction. (laughs) Yeah. You got to tell yourself there's just so many at home, but. I'm I'm not a wrestler, so I don't know what it feels like to put on um, a bump or a move like that and hear the crowd. And I, I'm sure you can feel it. Like I'm sure it's like in the air, and you can feel the excitement, and it, it just well, drives you. It helps. Like the adrenaline kick helps, doesn't it? Like you got to think about. Like in my head, I'm thinking about it that way. I'm like, I've done some like silly bumps but it's always like the adrenaline kick kind of takes the edge off of it um whereas just doing it cold like i'm just (laughs) the thought of it just makes me cringe and i'm like oh i feel so bad for those guys stupid kids uh sorry about that i had to run around to the front because i have three daughters and they also, you know, they do gymnastics down here and whatnot. And every once in a while, you can tell they've been fiddling with the mics. They've been moving things <laughs> around. And it's just annoying. But, oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Um, you mentioned... Fortunately. What's that? Fortunately, I don't have to stress about that too much. No. But, yeah, I can imagine. It's like, having, it's like having a bunch of squirrels run around that you can't really catch. And they don't really listen if you say something to them, and they eat everything. So <laughs> that's Maybe that's how I look at it. But you <laughs> you mentioned something earlier. Um, you were gonna watch WrestleMania with your dad. Um, going back to when you were a youngster, was wrestling watching wrestling big in your house? Um, well, it's my dad that got me into wrestling. Ah, so like that's kind of my like pretty much my whole family. Are kind of all into wrestling in some way, shape, or form. Um, but yeah, it was like dad that first into it. No, not really. Um, living in our house at the moment, there's just me, mom, and my dad. Yeah. Uh, but like my grandparents kind of like wrestling and stuff like that as well. But like, yeah, my dad was like the main person who kind of, it was always something we did as like father son time. Bonding time. We'd watch wrestling together. Was your dad in the business? Uh, no, 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 just, just, just really into, yeah, just 
really big fan. Which is cool when he comes and watches my matches because I can get like what would be like um what a smart fan, I guess you would yeah. say. Yeah, that's what we call I get that kind of response as like, Oh right, well this is what that kind of fan's thinking. Because my dad doesn't like he is reasonably kind of knowledgeable on what's going on, especially like obviously with me being a wrestler now. Um so yeah, that's kind of a different perspective to get. It's probably good to bounce ideas off them and be like, let yeah. me know, dad. Like how, how was, how was I really, you know, he's probably not going to pull punches either. Oh no, <laughs> not at all. He, like sometimes we have little bits where I'm trying to like explain like, well, this is why I did it that way. And like it kind of gets a little bit lost in translation a bit and uh, what have you, but yeah. it's, it's cool to kind of have that um, person that you can kind of bounce the thought processes off of. Um, so, so that's probably one of your first wrestling memories, at least as a fan, was was bonding yeah. with your dad, with your family. Um, who much. was one of your favorite wrestlers growing up? Uh, growing up was kind of mostly kind of like we're quite big Edge fans like in this house, if I'm honest. So it was kind of like, that was kind of one of the things that was always the case of like, all of us were like really big Edge fans, but then it's like Chris Jericho or Eddie and Rey Mysterio, those kind of people were a lot of the people that I was watching like growing up sort of thing. They uh, probably inspired you. When did you, when did you realize this was something you wanted to do? Uh, do you mean when did I dream of it being something, or do you do you mean when did I realize it was possible? Let's uh, let's go with when did you? Well, you probably, if I was to assume, you probably dreamed to be a professional wrestler at a younger age. Yeah. And then, but when did you realize this this is possible? Um, kind of two things, I guess. One, I realized there was a wrestling school like in the city near where I live while I was at university or college. Um, I kind of stumbled across it after going to a few like British indie re- like wrestling shows. I kind of found out about House of Pain, which is where I trained. Um, but I was still kind of a bit unsure. And then I kind of ended up having a conversation, and this is really weird, but um, Kevin Steen at the time. Oh. I've heard of him. Kevin Owen. Um, Yeah, so I ended up having a conversation with him at, like, a British indie show. Um, And that kind of, in a roundabout way, made me be like, do you know what, stuff it. Like, just give it a go, sort of thing. What did he say that triggered that? Do you remember? It was just like, I think a lot of it was just the fact that like, I went over, like, I bought a T-shirt or whatever because I was just a fan. Yeah. Like, a really big fan of his work because, like, I've been watching him, like, on the U.S. Indies and all this sort of stuff. He came over and was actually wrestling the guy who turned out to be my wrestling trainer. Um, But, like, I just went over and it was just, we probably had a chat for, like, 20, 30 minutes. Like, it wasn't a massive show, but, like, he just gave me so much time. And I can't, it was one of those moments where I realized, like, 
he's a very similar like i'm a little bit taller right but like he's a very similar build to me like we both had quite similar personalities in a sense of like he was really like he was just quite a cool guy who was having a bit of a laugh sort of thing um and i was just like well after the conversation with him it was one of those moments where it was like well if he's doing it like give it a go sort of thing nothing's holding um just because he just seemed yeah he seemed like he wasn't any different to me um i can't remember like an exact thing that he like said or anything it's like triggered it the relatability i guess you you related with him and yeah definitely you know that that puts you over you know um you you mentioned Um, the house go ahead he was a little bit like yeah just go for it man like hey when I mentioned, like, oh, I was thinking about it, he was like, oh, just go for it. But, yeah, I couldn't pinpoint, like, an exact sentence. It was just kind of that really nice just conversation feeling, when yeah. he realized, oh. A feeling more like, probably. Yeah. <clears throat> so you, you, you get that feeling. You, you Inside, you're like, this is, this is possible. This is something I can do. I can, I can drive towards it, work towards it. Um, and you go to train at House of Pain? believe yeah. is the name of it house, house of pain yeah. and uh who's that guy the guy who was who was he was fighting uh steen and he trained you i know uh gosh I uh, he's, called, he's called the heavyweight house of pain sticks sticks the heavyweight house of yeah. pain sticks learn a lot yeah. from him trained you well huh yeah i mean he's trained quite a lot of people quite well some of which you might have heard of I imagine, um, I mean, I don't, do you watch like NXT UK, for instance? I don't watch it as much as I used to. It gets busy around okay. here, but I know enough of it, at least, I think, I hope. Um, so, like, Joe Connors on there was originally trained by the same guy. Yeah. Um, Gabriel Kidd, who's now in New Japan, was originally come through the same school. Um, so there's a few good, like, names that you might kind of have heard of and stuff like that but yeah he's got a pretty like well the facility's gotten even better now than when i first started when i first started it was kind of like there's a 20-foot ring in a garage (laughs) (laughs) and now it's blown up yeah well he's got a new building now there's three rings there's a little gym room on the side his wife makes like wrestling gear in an office on the other side wow um so yeah they've got a pretty good facility set up now the the wrestling scene in the uk it's pretty big and i didn't realize this until like a few years ago it just it just started it just started occurring to me like uh you know progress and well obviously nxt uk now um just a lot of a lot of wrestlers over in the UK that we see now on bigger promotions, but it, it's, it's a hotbed over there. And I think it goes, um, overlooked. It's got a crazy amount of promotions for how small of an Island we are. Yeah. Like, it when get, you think about it's like territories to the max. Yeah. Like there's so many like places to kind of, so many places to train, so many people to learn from, so many different places to kind of bounce around and ply your craft. It's quite, 
like I can remember having a conversation with Sugar Dunkerton about it and being like, to get from one side of the UK to the other, like it's probably taking less time than it is to get from, well, it is definitely taking less time than it is to get from one state to another in the States. Wow. So no matter where we're going, we're probably doing shorter journeys than a lot of American wrestlers are. Wow. Because Just because of the nature of how small our country is. I uh, I want to go back to your first match. What was that? What was that feeling like? Um, on the actual day, I was like mega excited and just like absolutely loving it. I look back at it now and I'm like, oh, what was I even doing? But yeah, on the day, I was just I was buzzing, like absolutely buzzing, um, because it was just kind of. They did, like, House of Pain do this thing where they do, like, a debut day, where they have, like, a group of people that will all debut, like, on the same show, um, but in front of, like, friends and family and stuff like that. So, like, it's just packed full of, like, friends and family kind of just come to watch you have this first match sort of thing. Um, so it was, like, quite loud, and, like, my family's all there, um, and we're actually the opening match of the card. Who'd you wrestle? So, uh, I wrestled a guy called Dante Durden, um, who is kind of <clears throat> floats around kind of similar scenes to me um, around Nottingham and stuff like that. But we both started training pretty much the same week and debuted together. Um, so our first match was both of our first matches, which could have been a recipe for utterly disaster <laughs> so if i want it came out probably better than it's it been. could have done yeah. but it was still terrible oh. but that feeling must have been something like uh no other oh it's crazy like being sat like i haven't wrestled a match now in like three weeks and i'm twitching i was gonna say what's <laughs> that what's that like like th- uh, that's where this is where you, this is your bread and butter I mean, this is where you, you know, make your money, whether it's, whether it's a, a second, like whether you have a, a nine to five job or whatever, but this is where you make, make your money. And what mm-hmm. has it been like not being able, not only not being able to make money in the past three weeks for wrestling, like pur- purposes, but to not get in there for something you're so passionate about and get in the ring and wrestle someone. What's that been like? So like, for me, I'm quite lucky uh, in the sense that I do have a day job. Um, so that's kind of keeps me going financially. So that's fine. That's good. But it's kind of a bit of a double-edged sword in the fact that I just invested in a load of merchandise. Right. Surely like a month or so before this all kicked off. Ugh. So like I've got all this new merchandise in and now I'm not doing shows to sell it. So it's just sat in my room like in a box just waiting um so that financially has given me a little bit of a hit uh but the biggest thing for me is like pretty much i'd say 90 percent of my social life is wrestling um so like all of my friends not seen them for weeks uh the adrenaline kick and the buzz of like because like i don't drink i don't smoke i don't like 
mess around with kind of any kind of drugs or anything like that. So like that adrenaline kick when I come out of the curtain kind of is the that's thing your, yeah, that's your for me. That gets you up. Yeah. So like <laughs> it's one of them where like I've just not I've not had it now for nearly a month and it's I don't know. There's only so much time I can devote to like, oh, I'm just going to research and I'm going to study yeah. and I'm going to, I'm going to study this other guy or I'm going to watch my old footage back and see where I could tweak this or change. And it's like, that's cool, but I'm not getting the, it's all the ideas are up here and there's nowhere to kind of creatively throw them out there. And you, I mean, you can't yeah, even go, you can't even go train or practice with anyone, you know? Nothing. Nope. Wrestling school shut. <laughs> like awesome. everything shut down. Like not allowed to do that sort of stuff. It's insane. Um, it's insane. It's killing me. <laughs> it's absolutely driving me mental. Well, we got your Twitter link up here. You know, they they contact you. Let them know. Geez, they can send you some money for a shirt or something, and sell them over. Oh the well, the, yeah, I've got like the big cartel set up so if anybody does want to like look at some merch i am ironically i am currently like working on a new design nice. well i've got my friends working on a new design for me um so hopefully when all this has kind of gone over yeah you have something new a new design new and fresh kind of set up there. and uh like i have to apologize because i don't have usually i have nice links set up i hit my little buttons they show up in the twitch chat but I don't have your big cartel link. But I'll right after the show, I'll get it. I'll pump it out. I'll see what we can do. Um, I think it is on my Twitter anyway. So excellent. I couldn't remember. Um, yeah, it's pretty much on. Like all of my platforms are just at Kyle of Kings because I like to keep things simple. And that's smart, um, especially for branding. Yeah, it's simpler that way to keep it all the same. And then the big cartel links on all of them as well. So. Um. Describe your character to us. <sighs> um, it's kind of, I'm in the process of still kind of evolving it a little bit. But at this current moment in time, <laughs> and I don't know if you'll have seen like any of the images or anything, but I'm called the Breaker at the moment. I have. Um, it is an evolution of when I was the bee's knees of breaking backs before, which effectively was kind of me developing a, like a whole thing around being this kind of fun loving guy who was like hitting loads of backbreakers or whatever, um, which worked fine on like the family shows and stuff. Cause it was kind of like you're having a laugh for the kids or whatever, but I'm trying currently to try and evolve it. So I'm a little bit more, I don't know, maybe taken a little bit more seriously, I guess. Um, so I've devolved to being the breaker now, which I say I'm taking more seriously. I come out with a war hammer to the ring. I noticed that. Which is literally, like, it's like two meters long. It's quite a big is kind it heavy? of clumsy thing. Um, it's not massively heavy, no, not really. It's like a, do you know, live action role play? Yes. Like a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a hammer from that sort of thing. So I just got that off one of those websites. Um, but the bare bones of it is it's very inspired, like I'm very inspired by like anime or like Final Fantasy, World of Warcraft, that sort of stuff. So the presentation is, is 
going around that kind of almost like a Goku or um, but blending it with like the World of Warcraft influence. So like the look is very like metallics with a mass the massive weapon and all this sort of thing. Um, but the personality is very based around like being kind of um, not so kind of serious at the start. Like when I'm first coming out in like an episode of Dragon Ball Z or whatever, when you first see Goku, he's just like he's having fun, isn't he? Like you know what yeah. I mean? He's like and having a laugh doing stupid stuff and then the world's in danger and go super saiyan kicks everyone's heads and sort of thing if i wanted to like make it the most bare basic thing i could explain yeah yeah that simplest way i could explain it um for when we get back i am planning a few more tweaks and a few more changes that i'm trying to play close to my chest a little bit which is why i'm being very vague <laughs> well that's good <laughs> keep it kayfabe i'm about keeping it kayfabe i love it I love it. Um, I'm being very, yeah, I'm kind of purposely being very good because I am tweaking things at the moment. So hopefully when all of this is blown over and I get back, I'll be able to kind of send you a link to like, oh, this is what I am now. Yeah, we got to check back and in. Got to have you back like, on. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see how this kind of changed quite drastically or whatever. Oh, um, oh I love it. But yeah. Um, so I'm kind of, that's why I'm being a bit iffy. No, that's fine. It's excellent. Um, man, it is such a it's such a tough time. But, but as far as character goes, from the the in, the independent wrestlers that I've spoken to, and even from like I talked to, um, you know, Pillman, Brian Pillman Jr. and Thunder Rosa, uh, not yeah. too long ago on here, and even Zicky Dice from the NWA, their characters, they evolved. They were always tweaking. And always yep. changing, and I, I think um, that is the way the process works. And um, take your character and tweak it, and tweak your you know mold it to yourself as best you can. I think that's that makes the best wrestler character wise, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree to be honest. And like, even if you look on like a, a kind of bigger scale of things, like. One of the guys who a lot of people see as like, oh, one of the best wrestlers, and personally I'll agree, one of the best wrestlers out there, Chris Jericho, right? Yes. Is there a year gone by that he's not evolved? He's not become a new thing. He's not tried something different. Like, I can't find a year where he's not tweaked something. And you kind of go, ah, well, right. people don't get bored of like I never see people being like, "Oh, I'm bored of Chris Jericho or whatever," and because well, every time people start to think something like that, changes it, something new. It, it, it does I think so you've got to be. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, you got to change. You've got to be right. Definitely. Otherwise, you just get stale, and I get bored with it. Yeah. Like you get in a routine doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, I could imagine over and over. And involving and changing your character, and and for somebody like Jericho himself, that gets you new merch. It gets you new eyes. It it keeps you relevant. I mean, even in AEW, even what he's doing right now, he's evolved even a little bit from his first iteration in AEW. I mean, he's wearing his bandana now. I saw his promo uh, last night. He cut a promo Mm -hmm. on the drone, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like. 
that band he's been wearing that bandana around his neck for like weeks now. That bandana is a thing. That bandana is now yep. over. And it's amazing. It's craziness. And also shooting a promo. Oh. Shooting a promo on a drone. Just just soak that sentence in for a second. I know. Like what? Like And then what? So I'm I'm watching it and so the drone comes, he gets out of the hot tub. Sure enough, he's got his wrestling, he's got pants on. He's got like his wrestling pants on. And I just burst out laughing. I'm like, he's sitting in that hot tub and it's wrestling gear. <laughs> I mean, it's the little things. It, I mean, it's he cut a promo on his Roomba and he put it out on Twitter on his Roomba. He's got me yelling at mine going around the house. I see you missing that dirt. I'm like, oh my god, he's just he is one of, and I was talking to one of my friends not too long ago. For me personally as a fan, he has jumped up on my and everyone says this, everybody has a list. He's jumped up on my Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. He's up there. Yeah. And, oh yeah, definitely. Like Yeah, he's gotta be with the with the longevity that he's had. He's like just, to be constantly entertaining. It's it's a challenge and he's done it yeah. doesn't matter where he goes either it doesn't matter where he goes does not oh you know what that just made me think of another question i wanted to ask earlier when we were talking about the fans the fans over there okay. in the uk um first of all let me ask this and i apologize if i should know this and i don't know this um have you wrestled here in the states no not at all okay well then this makes this question um, meaningless. I was going to ask you, uh, who has the better fans, uh, over here in the states or in the UK? But if you have not yet to done that, yeah, then you don't have um, a feeling. One of my goals for this year was to hopefully get my first match like abroad, so there. outside of like England, Scotland, Wales. Yeah, yeah. That was like one of my like one of my goals for this year, and now it's like, yeah, we're having all this time off. <laughs> this is <gonna> be tough. <laughs> Uh, that's, yeah, a, that's a great transition into where I was going next. What is your five-year plan? So you, you, you're at least in a year. You want to hopefully get over here in the States, mm -hmm. showcase your stuff. Um, yep. What about what about after that? Um, I mean, perfect world. Yeah, perfect world. Five years. That. I'll be 31 in five years. So at the end of that. Um, so I still won't be old, I don't no, think. Not in today's day and age, uh, no. No, not in today's game when you look at like AJ Styles, who's like forty odd. Yeah. Um, for me, like, I'm very take it a step at a time at the moment. Like, I had I've spent years where I've been so hyper focused on I need to do this, I need to do that. Like, I need to be that next level. I need to, like. I'm taking this year, like, I took this year to kind of do a bit more learning. I set a goal this year to train with five new people that I've never trained with before. Um, so far, I've hit three of that. Um, like, for me, this year was a learning year. Next year, we'll see how it goes and try and get something kind of abroad over those couple of years. Perfect world, I'd love to be full-time wrestling yeah. and not doing anything else but i think if you're if you're serious about this sort of thing 
everybody kind of has that little bit of a kind of dream. Yeah. Um, I'd love to like get signed somewhere. Um, I mean, I'd love to do something like NWA. Really calls to me. Like I really enjoy that show. Um, AEW. I've got like some people who I know on there. Um, and like, for instance, I mentioned like Sugar Dunkerton earlier. He's just kind of turned up there, for instance. Uh, but yeah. like for me, I don't know. It's expanding my horizons. My next kind of little bit of a goal is to try and upgrade my level in like the UK scene. So like I've never wrestled for like any of the big companies. So I've not been at like a Fight Club Pro or a Progress or an ICW or an NGW or things like that. So Rev Pro, like I've not worked for any of those big British companies yet. So I think before I start looking too far ahead of myself, right. I need that level up first. Um, so I'm very, if I'm honest, I'm trying to focus on kind of little goals building up at the moment because for a few years I've spent too much time being like, oh, why am I not like right? right yeah, like why is so and like when there was what culture around i was terrible for it like oh why is my friend on what culture and i'm sat here like relatively like unheard of like my mates work in the young books or whatever like um and i used to like get in my head and then i took like a whole reassessment of everything and just was like i need to just focus on me and my game and just slowly but surely just getting better and chipping away at things so to say i have a strict five-year plan would be lying right. i have dreams I yeah have things i like but yeah i'm taking it a day at a time if i'm honest no and i i love the honesty i i would love nothing more than honesty on this show and i think it makes sense as you were telling me all that as you were breaking it down to me i'm like well that's probably the way to do things like you look too far ahead and like you said why am i not work in a match on what culture, what culture and why am I not this? You are going to get in your own head. You are going to get down on your own quote unquote product, which you shouldn't be. Well, I can look at things one way and I can be like really negative about like I was, I wrestled Sugar Dunkerton in like the first match in his first match in the UK. Right. He's now doing amazing, like absolutely killing it. And has just debuted like at AEW. Like, um, I think it popped up, like, I think it was a year ago, I wrestled Kip Sabian, and like, in a show in, like, Mansfield, which is near where I live. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously, he's doing amazingly over there now. And I could look at all these things and be like, oh, yeah, like, letting it get me down. But instead, I look at them now, and I'm like, well, actually, it's awesome that people who I know are doing these really cool things. Yeah. I'd love to be there one day, but I'm going to focus on me and slowly taking my steps forward while also watching and admiring how awesome some people that I know and consider mates and friends are doing. Yeah. Uh, I found it's a lot more peaceful in my head that way, <laughs> if I'm honest. Let's, let's say one of the... You you mentioned AEW, you mentioned NWA, and we'll throw the WWE in. Let's say your phone rings right now while we're doing this spot. Your phone rings, mm-hmm. and 
you know, you, you have a contract on the table for all three of those promotions. Which one do you pick? That's tough. Um, I feel like for me being conscious of stylistically and um, I know it's not like a massive thing anymore, but I'm also conscious of the fact that I am like five foot ten, right. like six foot in boots right. um, and stuff like that. I'd like style wise, I really enjoy NWA because it's just got that old school like vibe to it that I really enjoy. Um, but at the same time, like loads of the people that I really admired kind of growing up even through like my teenage years are in AEW. And I think that would be a really cool thing to kind of be a part of, especially because there are some familiar faces right. there as well. So it wouldn't be as much of a like, ah, like everything. There'd be a little bit of comfort zone. Do you know what I mean? Where there's like, you bump into people who you've actually seen kind of and worked shows yeah, with I'm before. Saying work. <laughs> Based on some of the things that I've watched from you and some of the things you've been saying to me here tonight, the two promotions I thought of when I asked that question were the NWA and AEW. Um, I think you would fit stylistically like you had mentioned. Um, yeah. And maybe a little bit more AEW now because Colt's over there as well. And like, I'm a massive, like, just, I don't know, Mark is the word or whatever you want to call it. But it was one of those things like, he's one of the guys that I've, um, I don't know. I always enjoy anything he does. And right. I'd love to have one, just one match. It, Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we were great together because that's a great transition into my uh, final question here. Two part hmm. question. Dream match. I want you to pick one wrestler from the past, and I want you to pick one wrestler from the present to face. Um, of all time. Of all time. And like this, this is kind of like almost become a little bit of a running joke with like one of my mates, um, Grant, like on the scene over here. Um, because I don't know if you can see, I'm not doing so well on the hairline. <laughs> neither, uh, neither am I. I have, oh, you I, can't see me. Neither am I. <laughs> I, I can't. Um, and like my kind of style is very, um, I don't know. He likes to call me on all the time. Uh, so I'd say all time. I'm quite a big on Anderson kind of. So I'd say either all time I'd go on Anderson or maybe someone like a Doug Williams. Oh, wow. Would be two guys that I'd really like just their style really kind of has always clicked for me in my head. So I kind of and I have trained with Doug before, which was quite cool. But yeah, one of those two guys, pardon me, if I was gonna say all time. Yeah. We have to be one of them. Arn would be good. Like today's day and age. <laughs> like I say, I'd love to work Colt like just once because I think I just think he's just class. Um, but I have people that I've never worked before or never even met. I guess. Yeah. Um, 
you'd be talking to someone like him or like, I don't know, I've always been a really big Edge fan, so seeing him come back was pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so I'd probably say, yeah, one of those guys or, yeah, probably one of those two, if I'm honest. If I had to pick someone from NWA, I'd probably say Mr. Anderson. Oh, Mr. Anderson. Uh, That'd be a good match. I mean, like, I have met him have before. You? Like, I drove him, like, from a couple of shows in the UK. Not that he'd, like, remember it or anything, but, like, we spent most of the time talking about American football because I was wearing a Jets jersey, like, <laughs> boom me now, whatever. Because <laughs> I used to play football. And um, so, yeah, we spent most of the journey talking about that. But, like, I'd, like if I had to say, like, NWA, I'd say him. Uh, AEW, probably Colt. And then WWE, I'd go Edge. Nice. Good picks. I'm just too many answers now. But <laughs> I can't decide, man. It's a hard question. Because um, even now I'm going to second guess myself and think, oh, I should have said that one it might change, yeah, yeah, might change every day. Um you went to uh, soccer? Do they call it soccer over there? No, it's called football, football. over here. Who but... do you support? Do you? So, yeah, oh, I'm Nottingham Forest. Okay. I'm named a Nottingham Forest player. Are you really? Uh, Who? Yeah. Um, a guy called Kingsley Black. Oh, no. Uh, doesn't ring a bell. Yeah. My best he friend wasn't... would know, for sure. He wasn't like a major player or anything. No. It was just my parents were like, my mum's a really big Forest fan. Yeah. So I ended up the name of a Forest player. Um, but if I'm deadly honest with you, I can't watch football. No. I've watched it like all the way through like my teenage years and stuff. We'd go and like have season tickets for like Forest matches and stuff. But as soon as I got to a point where I was like, yeah, I'm going to go play rugby instead <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon. I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, um, I'm more of a kind of rugby, American football um, sort of guy than like soccer, as you'd say. You got you got that American football rugby uh, build, so yeah, um, it it's sense. more my style, more, style. more my thing. Um, I played rugby for years, like through school and college, and then got to university, played a couple of years of American football. And, then start wrestling. So that's more my style. They have American football over there at universities. Yeah. Wow. There's quite a bit. There's quite a decent scene, like yeah, of like uni ball in this country. There's even like um like amateur clubs and stuff, like in the UK as well. Um, so there's like uh, amateur leagues and stuff uh, over the summer in the UK. Nice. I didn't know that. And, and the uni, like the university ball, is played like over the winter sort of thing. Yeah. when the universities are in basically um but yeah i played offensive line for two years nice awesome look at that but yeah, i'll tell you what <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what kyle um <clears throat> one of the things i like to pride myself on one is i don't ever keep anybody over an hour um they've mm-hmm. graced me with their time it's it's late there for you so um, this is the time of the show where I always end the show. I'll give the microphone to you. You have this last little segment. You can put over anything you want, can promote anything you want. And I just want to say thank you for being on the show and giving me the time and uh, having a great conversation. So the mic's yours, buddy. 
Um, uh, well, first off, thanks for having me. Um, it's been pretty cool. Like, it is like quarter to midnight over here. <laughs> I know. Right I now. keep looking at my watch. I'm like, <laughs> I want to keep talking to him, but God, if I was him and it was quarter to midnight, I'd be like, I got to get off this goddamn call. Nah, I'm not stressed. It's not too bad at the moment because with like the virus and everything, I haven't got to get up in the morning. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, thank you very much for having me, man. Like, I really appreciate it. I'd go on and be like, oh, this is where my upcoming events are. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. know where my upcoming no. events are going to be. Um, if you want to find me, places I work regularly are Hope Wrestling, Future Wrestling, Sacrifice, Pro Wrestling, um, RCWA. Um, I'm going to forget one. UBW, Ultimate, which is Ultimate British Wrestling. Um, House of Pain, where I originally trained, is another place. Those are common places to find me. I sometimes pop up in places like Wrestle Island. Um, I made my Rise debut the other day, so maybe something will happen there. But, um, yeah, like, when this virus is over, if you want to keep up with what I'm doing, at Kyle of Kings on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, but apart from that, yeah, it's kind of... Let's hope all this blows over soon and we can get back to enjoying what we all love. Tell me about it. All right, Kyle. Thank you very much. This has been uh, thank you putting you over. Stay safe and uh, stay strong, buddy. I'll see you. I hope you stay safe as well, mate. Yep. Take care of yourself. You too. Yeah. Excellent. I had a great time. I loved it. He was very uh, well-spoken. Sorry, I had to run around. My stream deck shit the bed. Through regret, and you're watching putting you over.